For many Christians, today's gospel reading generates a sense of apprehension. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Jesus took this simple question and used it to teach us about salvation. It's a rather curious question, as if he's asking, Jesus, what are the odds I will win the salvation lottery? Or maybe, as a Jew, as one of the chose God's chosen people, he thought he had an inside track on salvation. He knew the law, he obeyed the rules, he did everything he was supposed to do as a sign of his justification. When we think of it this way, we can almost hear the complacency in the question. And yet, what did Isaiah tell us today in the first reading? I come to gather nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. Isaiah is preparing God's people to accept the truth of salvation, that God desires it for all, Jew and Gentile alike. A desire later fulfilled by Jesus when he instructs the apostles to announce the good news. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Or maybe our questioner was complacent because he knew Jesus. That is, a disciple, he really did have an inside track. After all, he had walked by Jesus' side as he taught in the streets, had shared meals with him. Surely this would be enough to gain salvation. Well, whatever his reasons, I'm certain he was surprised when Jesus, instead of a simple yes or no, said some disturbing things. You see, it was the wrong question. How many will be saved isn't the important thing. The important question, the one you and I should really be concerned about is, how can we be saved? And this is the question Jesus answers. Now, we all know that salvation is a gift. It's nothing you or I can earn. Rather, it's a, the result of Christ's saving sacrifice on the cross. And while everyone is invited to share in God's kingdom, accepting that invitation also means obeying his call to repentance and doing his will. Or as we heard in today's second reading from the Hebrews, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord, for whom he disciplines, he loves. It's no coincidence that the word discipline has its origin from the word disciple. And so Jesus begins telling us that even though the door is narrow, we must all try to enter. We can't pin our hopes on the mere fact that we're paid-up, church-going people. The words, depart from me, are a stark and chilling reminder that the stakes are high, a heavenly or a hellish eternity, a terrible reality facing everyone. Only a fool would turn a deaf ear 
to this warning. And yet, fools abound. Many Christians, many Catholics who believe in God, believe that we each possess an immortal soul, soul, that heaven and hell are real, and yet live their lives as if God can be ignored. They believe in God. They call themselves Christians, but act as if God's clear commands are optional, that we can decide which must be obeyed and which not. No, all roads do not lead to the heavenly banquet. It is only through one road, one path. It is only through Jesus who is the narrow gate. And if the practice of our faith is confined to Sunday Mass, but has no bearing on our daily lives, we're guaranteed absolutely nothing. What you and I say here for one hour each week means little. It's what we do every hour of every day that matters. Salvation comes when we accept Jesus and follow him, when we accept him in the Eucharist and in our hearts, when we become not just hearers, but doers of the word. It comes when we follow him after leaving church today, how, how we love and discipline our children, how we decide to use our free time and our money, how we make decisions, when we pray, when we work, when we study, when we go about all the activities that make up our daily lives. Everything we do, every word we utter, every thought we hold, every emotion we display, every action, it all proclaims our love of Christ to the world that we're following Jesus, the narrow gate, and that we know it's a struggle. We don't fully understand this mystery of salvation, a salvation not limited by law or ritual or our own expectations of who will or won't be saved. Salvation is a gift from a God whose love is so expansive that it includes the whole human family. A God who respects our freedom, takes our decisions seriously, and accepts the consequences of our decisions, even if we choose not to be with him for eternity. But our loving God, whose heart overflows with mercy and forgiveness, always provides his disciples with the necessary grace. And we need to cooperate with his grace. You and I are far from perfect. But when the time comes, I hope we'll be pleasantly surprised to find ourselves in God's presence. The stakes are so very high. The last thing we want to hear God saying to us is, depart from me. How much better to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come, share your master's joy. Amen.